Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist, Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ngala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Mike, how are you? Mike? Okay. He'll chime in in a minute here. Um, if you'd like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Gabriel Johnson's picture, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Trumpeter Gabriel Johnson was one of the performers on the Dave Cos cruise and, for me, one of the standout artists on that cruise. His debut CD is called Introduce. Houston, Gabriel Johnson. Gabriel, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. How are you? I'm very happy to be here today. Well, thank you. And um, Mike, are you there? Okay, so before we came on air, Gabriel and I were talking about the Dave Cos cruise that we were on, and he was, ask, he was asking me um, how I felt if I felt like uh, life just sucks because we're now back home to reality. And <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Yes, it was like for me, back to reality, back to work, back to everything, you know, and that one week was just, it was wonderful. Yeah, well, there's certainly a hangover that has nothing to do with alcohol, you know, (laughs) coming back to reality is after after spending that, you know, the week with with all, there's so many great people and so much great music, you know, so it's a a rough adjustment. I mean, you know, it's first world problems, you know, to the nth degree, you know, I went on a cruise and I just can't get adjusted, but... You know, it's, <laughs> but it's definitely a nice problem to have. But, I, you know, I, I, I wish I was there again now, you know. so. Yes, yes, I agree. It was absolutely a wonderful time. And um, as I said, for me, Gabriel was one of the standout artists on that cruise. Um, that was the first time I had met you or heard of you, Gabriel. Um, I had uh-huh. not heard of you before then. And so wow. I'm really glad that you were on that ship because I enjoyed your show. I enjoyed the stories that you told. You have a great sense of humor. And oh, wow. um, I really just, you know, for me, as I said, you were one of the standout artists. Now, how did you come to get on the cruise? Well, I have been, um, you know, through, uh, as I was telling you before, but I'll tell everybody, now, um, you know, my, my best friend and mentor for the last nine years now has been a trumpet player who some of you may have heard of named Chris Bodie. And he, uh, he uh, had sort of taken me under his wing and, you know, encouraged me to take my time and develop, um, you know, my music. And, and, and so throughout the course of, of knowing him for nine or ten years, I had, you know, met Dave a few times. And I had, uh, he had done a thing at Capitol Records uh, when he put out his uh, – at the movies record and uh, he needed a trumpet player and Chris wasn't available for it. So he, he asked me to do it. And that was, you know, kind of the first time I'd really gotten a chance to, to, to meet and hang with Dave. And so we, we sort of kept in touch 
uh, throughout the years. That was in 2006 when that, when that happened. And um, so when I put out my record, you know, I just I emailed it to him and I said, you know, take a listen to this. I'd love to hear what you have to say. And you know, he wrote me back the sweetest email and said he really enjoyed it. And then, it, you know, it led to him calling me one day and saying, you know, would you come on the cruise? And I, you know, I, I said, well, sure. Well, I'm going to leave today. And, and he said, no, it's <laughs> three months, you know? So, <laughs> so um, and you know, I, I'm so grateful to him, not only for taking, you know, what, you know, what could be considered a risk on me, but all the other new artists that, that, you know, he just has such a tremendous enthusiasm for and about. And it's, and, and, and I got to tell you, you know, being one of the artists myself who, you know, given that opportunity, you know, he cares about the new artists just as much as he cares about the established artists who he's known for years. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, you know, he doesn't expect you to go on there and mop the floor. I mean, you're treated very, very well, just like, you know, the superstars are. And, and I think that's an amazing testament to who he is. And, and, you know, I'm just so grateful that he asked me to come on this year. And, you know, I, I, I hope to go back. I'm going to, you know, I've already bugged him about coming back. So we'll see how that works out. And we'll, Oh, good. Now, are you thinking about doing the Alaskan cruise next year? His cruise? Well, I, I mean, I, if if he asked, you know, I would do it in a heartbeat. You know, yeah. and, but I think you know it takes them a while to work things out, and um, uh, you know, and they 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 you know they get the headliners, and I think you know they they figure out who they're going to have on because I think they like to try to mix it up as much as they can. But mm-hmm. you know, if uh, if it if the, uh, if the you know opportunity presented itself, of course, I would I would be there in a second because. You know, I I think that it is the best, you know, as a new artist in particular, it's, it's the absolute best possible um, opportunity to connect with, with you know, I, it's, hard, it's hard for me to call people fans. You know what I mean? It's just we're, we're all just sort of in this together and, 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 mm-hmm. and we, we all love the music. But it, it's the best place to sort of connect with people who, who you know, have a like, you know, uh, you guys, you, yeah, like a like-minded you know, interest and yeah. and who are supportive of music. And, and I, I just, you know, I was blown away. I mean, it almost felt like, you know, the first week of college where everybody's just so excited about everything. And, and you know, obviously the, the, you know, the three months into college when you're, you know, you don't want to see the same people anymore. I would imagine that, <laughs> you know, it's a little different, but but that never happens on a cruise ship. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but oh, yeah, no. I and I would do it again in a second, you know. The work, I'm sure, you know, all of the work and time that they put into putting that cruise together and getting you guys on the ship, planning the shows, the schedules, and all of that, you know, was, I'm, I'm sure, a nightmare for them. But as I was saying on our on my recap show, if anything went wrong on that ship, we did not know about it. Um, everything on our side in terms of the passengers went smoothly. Um, we had a great time, you know, and you mentioned the other new artists that, that were there, Terry Wallman and Gianni Vancini, who we're talking to tomorrow. Um, again, oh, cool. these are artists that I had not heard of before until yeah. you know, I saw you guys perform on the ship. So I'm really grateful um, that Dave, you know, offered this, that opportunity to you guys and introduced you to us. So that's, that was good. Well, very cool. Yeah, and, and you know what? I got to say, as one of the performers, if anything went wrong, I had no idea either. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that anything went wrong. You know what I, I mean? Think it, so it, either. Yeah. it was just, you know, people were just having a great time and, and, and perhaps any little logistic, logistical issues were so easily laughed off and dealt with 
that you know it, they weren't issues, you know. Right. So it's it, you know it's just, yeah they and, and the whole you know the people behind the scenes. I mean Amber, uh, who who's uh, you know she was sort of one of the coordinators of everything. I mean every single morning I had my schedule for the day of where I was supposed to be at what time and everything like that and where and and you know there were a hundred musicians on the ship I think in total or something like that. So that mm-hmm. whole thing is mind-boggling how they got wow. all that together and they all did it with a smile on their face you know and 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 the morning shows and all that stuff i mean i was on one of the morning shows it was a classic dave said it was the best you know morning show they had ever had because we we had that was the night we had done the uh the uh, we had gone into the casino and done the uh you know like a bunch of the artists were like i i did the uh, roulette table and mm-hmm. i think probably maybe half the time the ball didn't spin off of the table and the other half the time the ball actually went around the thing one time. I mean, I was the worst roulette dealer you could ever have imagined. It was embarrassing, you know. And so, so we had all, you know, we we had all uh, obviously by that point it was you know two thirty in the morning, and as you do, you you know, we we perhaps you know had one glass of wine or maybe at the most mm-hmm. one glass of wine. Mm-hmm. So we went into the morning show. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, I don't know, did you see that one? I think it aired on Saturday or something like that. It aired Saturday morning. Oh, no, I probably didn't see that one. No. It was classic. I mean, you know, Pete and Pete Keiko was on there and Cameron and, and, uh, and, uh, Q and just, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was great. So, you know, I mean, that sort of stuff that just happens randomly. Like, I didn't know I was going to do it. I just, Dave just said, oh, come on, come be on the show. I was like, great, cool. So that huh. that stuff that happens randomly is a real a real trip. It's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mike, are you there? Mike is my co-host. Oh, okay. Cool. Mike. Okay. So I guess we're having some technical issues with his. Um, I guess he can't hear me, and I can't hear him. So, all right. Well, Mike, whenever if you can hear us, just chime in whenever. Um, so, before we came on the air, um, Gabriel and I were talking about the cruise, and he mentioned to me that he did not get off the ship at any of the ports. And we went to Greece, we went to Italy, um, some some of the beautiful um, places there in Europe, and he didn't get off the ship. So now, you have to share that story again of why you did not get off the ship, Gabriel. Well, yeah, I mean. You know, one of the things that I've, I've learned from, from Chris, uh, you know, in, in all the years, is that, you know, he's so focused and, and driven on, you know, and intent on making sure that when he's playing, you know, that, that he's giving the best possible show and the best possible performance for the people who took time out of their lives to come. So he has this whole thing when he's on the road or anywhere. Um, you don't leave what's called the bubble. Now, if you're on the ship, the ship is the bubble. If you're in you know, Portland, Oregon, or, 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 you know, New York, you, you don't, you don't really leave your hotel when you have a performance. You just sort of stay there and you get focused and you practice. And, you know, I do yoga every day. And, and so I just, I, I just always wanted to make sure that, you know, if I was going to be playing at any point, which I ended up playing every single day, whether it was my mm-hmm. own shows or with other people, I just wanted to make sure that I was, you know, giving everybody my very best to, you know, taking you know, paid, paid money and, and taking time out of their lives, you know, out of their lives to, to come and see us play, you know what I mean? And, and, and to some people that probably sounds, you know, totally crazy, but I, I think, you know, that's what you, you know, that's what the people who come to hear you play deserve, 
You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, it's not exactly, this isn't 1985 and Guns N' Roses, you know, where you're, or 1989 or whatever it was. You know, you go out and just get smashed and, and then you just say, oh, okay, here we are. Hello, London. You know what I mean? <laughs> that doesn't work so well. You know what I mean? And, and so I think that, you know, that's very important, you know. And, and, and so, you know, I missed a lot of what I heard were beautiful places. But, you know, I would sort of do my thing and practice and do my yoga and then I would walk around and I'm, you know, the people, every day there would be people who stayed on the ship yeah. and who would sit by the pool or something like that. And and those were some of the best conversations that I had. You know what I mean? You just you just get to really sit down, you know, you're walking by and someone will say, hey, I really loved your, your show last night or it was great to hear you play with, you know, Jake or whoever. And, and that was so great to me. You know what I mean? Because as I was telling you earlier, you know, I can't really consider anybody who I meet like a fan ever, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, and I'll mm-hmm. never be able to do that. I, I think it's, it'll always just be for like-minded people who, who have the same sort of love for music. And, and so we're all part of one, you know, big stew of, of, of great people. And, and, and so having an opportunity like that to meet people who are just hanging out and going, man, I'm having a great time. And to, if I could add anything to their day during the day, that was wonderful, you know. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. All right. And okay, when Mike. Sherry first came off the mm-hmm. boat, uh, you were one of the artists that she really, really was talking about, and she was really excited to see because, as she said before, you know, we, you know, we normally see a lot of the A-list major artists, you know, all the time throughout mm-hmm. all the shows. Sure. Mm-hmm. But for her to see somebody like yourself and the other artists, that was kind of a, a great thing, because, I mean, she just kept talking, kept talking. I'm like, yo, okay, cool. Well, you know, I, I can't wait to hear the guy, you know, and everything. But, uh, mm. you know, and another thing, too, you mentioned earlier that you were on the Dave Cause at the movie CD, and uh, I have that CD, great CD, and I definitely did not know that you were on that. So that's definitely a bit of uh, trivia for for, uh, mm-hmm. for a future show. That's, yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah, that was a lot of fun, actually, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a beautiful project. Beautiful project, too. Okay. All right, so so um, let's... I'm sorry, go uh, ahead. No, nothing. Go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say, let's talk about introducing Gabriel Johnson. That is the name of his debut CD. Um, Tell me about this uh, CD. Um, You know, as I said before, you know, I I sort of wanted to make sure that, you know, I've been very conscious of, of how I'm developing over the years. And, you know, for many years, I was only, you know, I was playing a lot of studio stuff with a lot of people, and I was, you know, doing various tours and things like that. And, and it just seemed like, you know, the time was right. And I, and I felt that I had something that could be listenable but unique enough that was sort of, you know, worth it for me to really invest in, you know what I mean? So, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I spent, like, you know, probably three months in my... Uh, in my little studio and, and, and just sort of got it all together. And uh, the fact that I, you know, how I didn't go nuts because I, I played every instrument on the whole record mm. and I programmed all the drums and everything like that. So, you know, how I didn't go sort of crazy or maybe I am and I just don't know it, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know, it, it, it was, it was a cool experience, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, I'm really proud of, proud of what came out of it because I, I think that, you know, it, it shows, you know, a lot of my different influences over the years and things like that, you know, Miles, obviously, but, you know, like the beats, I think, uh, you know, I, I was listening to a lot of D'Angelo at that time and Erica Badu and that sort of stuff, which, you know, for for when I was in college, you know, that was when the, those great, you know, 
Eric Cabadu and D'Angelo and Common and those kind of records were coming out that were really, you know, tripping me out because I, I just never heard anything that was so, you know, laid back and, and sexy, but yet, you know, had a real strong message at the same time, you know, so that was, that was sort of the foundation of what it was for me was, was, was sort of getting into that sound that, that those guys had created and, and then finding a way to, to use my trumpet on it that, that, that sounded like me, you know, and which is always right. the, the hard part, especially when you're inspired by other people's music. You know, a lot of times the, the first idea is to do exactly what they did, but, you know, then it, 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 it sort of, you know, it gets, it gets lost in the shuffle. You can easily get lost in the shuffle. So, you know, I, I took my time intentionally to make sure that, you know, whatever I did was going to have, you know, a lot more of me than anybody else, you know? And, and you know, I, that was going to be my question, and you partially answered it as far as, you know, why are you coming out now? Have you been approached uh, previously about trying to do a debut record uh, years past, or is it just like you you just knew that, you know, this is like the time right now to come out with something on my own? Well, I think that, you know, when you, you know, it, 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 it's so easy now to sort of go in and, you know, with recording equipment being available as it is, you know, in 2013, how, as it's never, ever been before. I mean, you know, with the, the computers being as powerful as they are and all the programs and all that stuff, you could, you know, you could spend a couple thousand dollars and you could have a studio that will be great. You know, but, but I think, you know, it, it's like, you know, just, just because you have, you know, just because you have a few knives, does that make you a sushi chef? Like, I don't think so. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you want to you want to make sure that you actually have something something to say, you know. And I think also it just happened to be at that time I sort of got the drive to, uh, you know, start telling my own story because you know I mean I've been working with a lot of other artists and you know I've been working on Clint's movies, Clint Eastwood's movies for for many years, and it just felt like the time was right for me to say, okay, cool, I'm going to take. I'm going to take the first step in what's hopefully going to be a long journey of making records and going out and, and performing live and, and developing a show too. Cause that's the other thing, you know what I mean? That, that's very important to me too. Is, you know, like Terry, you were saying that, you know, uh, you, you enjoyed my stories and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's me. All that stuff is me. Don't get me wrong. But none of that is by accident in a sense, because when I go and see somebody else's show, I, I sort of get way turned off if, if they, if it comes across like they seem like, you know, the artist expects them to be there, not that they're glad mm. that they're there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a very... And, 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 you know, there's a fine line between that, but really there's not at all. You know what I mean? Like there's a fine line between exposing yourself too much and taking away any mystique, but then, you know, there's also... Who cares about mystique if nobody wants to listen to you? You know what I mean? And if nobody is engaged... Then, you know, and then, and also, you know, I just think that, like I said, anytime, I mean, I played for, you know, and in, in when I was touring with, you know, other acts, you know, 10, 12,000 people. And, you know, to go and I did my CD release party here in LA and it was, you know, there's 500 people. And then the next gig was in Santa Barbara and there were four people there. You know what I wow. mean? So it, it kind of <laughs> humbles you very quickly, you know? Yeah. And then you go to San yeah. Francisco and there's 700 people there. You know, so it's, it's kind of hard to ever, being a jazz musician, to ever get a big head because 
A, you know the cards are stacked against you in today's world for what you do as far as the marketing of it all. But B, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing because, you know, you never take for granted the fact that, you know, people got a babysitter or they got, you know, they took the night off of work or they'd been looking forward to hearing you play for five, you know, five weeks or something like that, or that they hear you mm-hmm. after or, and that they hear you. And then afterwards it has an effect on them. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just sort of got, I guess, you know, to answer your, that was a super long winded answer to your question, but, but, you know, I mean, I guess it's, it felt like the time was right for me to, to, to share my, my vision and also, you know, my story as a, as a musician, you know? And you know, Gabriel, it wasn't just that, um, it wasn't just your music that made you stand out um, to me, but it was also your storytelling, your personality. You came across as genuine. You were engaging to the audience, and you were funny. And, you know, that stood out to me. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, the couple of stories that you told, and I don't know if you want to reshare those stories. Oh, of course. The, yeah, no, the one that was, yeah, that's the classic. Yeah. <laughs> the one about the hotel room was like, oh, okay. that yeah, was no, I no, I mean, hilarious. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, 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 that, that's going to be a, you know, a staple. Because it couldn't, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell the story first, and then I'll tell why I'm going to use it for the rest of my life. So basically what happened was I had flown in uh, direct uh, L.A., uh, into Rome, and, you know, I left L.A. at 3.30 uh, in the afternoon, and then I landed in Rome at about 12.30. Now, I slept for about probably six hours, but, that, you know, that's, I was tired when I got off the plane, so mm-hmm. I uh, checked into my, you know, I got to the hotel, and I got my key and everything, and then I walked by, you know, the, the bar to get some lunch, and there was a whole flood of musicians there, and I was like, oh, dear, here we go. So... <laughs> I dropped my bags off and came down and had a few drinks, and then I went back up to my room and crashed out. Uh, so I got in bed, and uh, I got up to go to the bathroom at 4 o'clock in the morning, I say apparently because I was sleepwalking, and I walked <laughs> out of the wrong door rather than walking out of the, you know, the, walking, I walked into the wrong door. Rather than going into the bathroom, I walked out the front door. The little-known fact about me is that I sleep naked. So I got locked <laughs> out of my hotel room completely naked at 4 in the morning. And, and, well, and so, so basically, you know, I was, I was ringing my own doorbell. This is apparently how out of it I was. I was ringing my own doorbell thinking someone would let me back in. And uh, somebody from the front desk comes up and lets me back into my room. And, and uh, I, I know that because he tapped me on the shoulder and said, Mr. Johnson, you're back in your room. And, and the look on my face was like Macaulay Culkin at Home Alone. You know what I mean? It was just, oh, I couldn't believe it. So I immediately, you know, uh, got my, you know, put some clothes on and went down to the front desk and apologized. And it was like they were on the floor laughing about it. You know, the people at the front desk. You know, and I was just like, oh. And then that, yeah, you know, and that was the moment. I'm glad I work out. You know. <laughs> it was then that I realized that I going to yeah, yoga is good. Thank God I do yoga. You know. <laughs> And they had this men's session on the ship, and when you were telling that story, you were like, they never let you live that one down the entire time. Once you told that story on the, in the men's session, they did not let you live that one down. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, the, the, the thing about it is, is like, you know, it couldn't, it couldn't be funnier because, you know, like, you get somewhere, and, I, you know, I'd sort of been like, wanting to make sure that all the music was right and everything like that, and, you know, made sure that, you know, my clothes were going to be right for the gigs and everything. And, and, and you never think that 
what's going to, you know, sort of, there's a potential that you could go out, you know, out of your hotel room sleepwalking naked. You can't plan those things, nor would you if you had the opportunity, I assume. But so, you know, it's sort of like, here's my big moment. Here's my moment to shine. And then what do I do? I walk out of my room naked. Wow. Okay, great. Good job. Dear mom, you know, dear mom, walk up in Italian prison, send money, you know. (laughs) Arrested abroad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that was the other thing, like, once we got out of Rome, I, I was sort of a little relieved because I was like, okay, well, at, at least, because, you know, Rome, I mean, Italian police are, you know, I mean, they've got it about together as Lindsay Lohan. You know what I mean? Like, they just can't do anything right. So, so you know, it's, it's, it's sort of one of those things where you're just like, uh, thank God I'm not Amanda Knox right now. You know? <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> so... You know, it's just, and, 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 you know, so I figure, I figure if something like that happens, I mean, what's the worst people could do? Laugh at you or with you? Yeah. Those are the two yeah. options. Yeah. You know, and I'm cool with being laughed at, especially about something like this, because it is legitimately a stupid story. You know, oh, and that was so of, funny. So, yeah. So that was, that, that was, was uh, so funny. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is why, this is why you were, you know, I, I enjoyed you. You were a standout artist to me on that ship because, I, like I said, your personality came across so genuine. The stories were funny and the music was great. Um, so that's why I liked you a lot. And um, so let's get into some of the music. Um, the first song I'm going to play is Jazz Cats. Tell me about this one. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that was sort of, the, that, that was probably the first tune that I finished that I felt, okay, great, cool. Like, we, I've got something strong here. Um, that's unique, but, but, you know, is accessible. And um, basically the, the, the title comes from, I went to this uh, sort of very highbrow conservatory uh, called the New England Conservatory of Music in Boston. And there would always be, like, the guys on the steps who were, like, way too cool for school, even though we were at school. You know, and they were, they were just like, we just called them the jazz cats because, they, they, you know, they didn't really, like, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. It's all, you know, they were just a little bit too mellow to be, for it to be real. So I always mm. called them the Jazz Cats. So I decided this would be my uh, my tribute to my uh, my friends back east, the the kids who were way cooler than I'll ever be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're talking to trumpeter Gabriel Johnson. His debut CD is called Introducing Gabriel Johnson. The website is gabrieljohnsonmusic.com. Um, take a visit there, and this is Jazz Cat. Thank you. 
That was Jazz Cats from Gabriel Johnson's debut CD, Introducing Gabriel Johnson. Um, so, Gabriel, you have a connection with Miles Davis. Uh, tell yes. us about that. Mm-hmm. Well, his, uh, his son uh, has been my manager uh, for the past two and a half years, and uh, Aaron. And uh, he's, uh, you know, it, it, it's been a very cool relationship. Uh, you know, I've always... I, was, I, I met him many, many years ago. Uh, he, was, he was kind of around uh, a bit when I first started working with uh, Kyle Eastwood. They're, they've been friends for a long time. And then when I started working with Clint, um, you know, he had heard some of my stuff. And, and to be honest with you, for a long time, I had no idea. I had known him for six months, and I had mm-hmm. no idea who he was. 
like, I, I mean, I'd seen him. I knew it was Aaron, Aaron Davis, fun, but I never, he's just so, like, un, unpretentious, you know what I mean? And he, he, mm-hmm. he's not one of, he's not, like, I always, you know, call him, like, the anti-Paris Hilton. You know what I mean? Like, he's part <laughs> of this jazz, this jazz royalty, but, but you never know it. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I, I've been connected with him for the past, you know, in the working relationship for the past, you know, two and a half years now. And it's, it's been cool. I mean, you know, he's, uh, he, he, uh, you know, he has a, a very laid back way about him, but he knows when to, uh, you know, put the push on the gas a bit to, to make things happen. So it's, it's, it's cool. And, and, you know, also, you know, he lived with Miles, uh, uh, when he was a teenager and, uh, you know, until for the last years of Miles' life. And, and he just has so many incredible, like, little things that he would tell me about stuff that Miles would do to inspire himself, you know, around the house and, and how much, you know, art played into his, you know, daily life. Like, he was drawing almost all the time for the last seven, eight years of his life, mm. um, you know, and, and painting and stuff like that. That was, that was, I mean, he never went anywhere without a sketch pad, you know, and, and I found that to be kind of interesting, uh, you know, just, just because here's somebody who has done so much with music and has, has, has progressed, you know, pushed music forward in so many different ways. Some, you know, and even to me, a trumpet player who loves all kinds of music, I, I would say some were successful and some were wildly unsuccessful. But just the intent, you know, behind, you know, getting up every day and trying to be creative and do something creative is, is a pretty amazing Thing to, to have first-hand knowledge of, you know, like the way that he would approach that, you know, and, and like Aaron told me a little story about how he used to, uh, you know, sit with his trumpet uh, and, and, and watch, you know, practice along with, with the soundtracks to movies and stuff like that, you know, because he said there was a, he always found there to be a very important uh, connection between, you know, music and story, you know, which is quite obvious when you hear him play like My Funny Valentine or stuff like that. You know, so mm-hmm. he, I mean, he's always telling stories. And, and so that was really, that's really cool to hear. Now, you know, I, now I, I do that sometimes too. But, you know, of course, a lot of times I end up watching like Center and throwing stuff at the TV when the Red Sox <laughs> lose or something like that. <laughs> I, I'm sort of, I sort of miss, I sort of miss the main part of that. You know, I mean, instead I just end up getting, you know, come on, Kobe. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you sound you know, like yeah. Mike now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, um, now was Aaron on the cruise? Uh, no, he wasn't. No, he's got. Okay. Uh, he just he just had a uh, he has a young child. Uh, he has two kids, but one of them was you know just born about six months ago. So he oh, okay. uh, he had to stay home. Okay. Now another great story that you told um, on the ship. Um, you mentioned Clint Eastwood. Was the mm-hmm. phone call the first phone call you received for him, from him um, about working on one of his movies? So please share that story. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, like I said, I'd sort of been around Kyle a little bit, and I played on a Kyle who's trying to be the uh, fantastic bass player, and um, he had heard something that I had done on one of the movies with Kyle, like a little documentary. So, you know, it's like uh, I'm sitting in my house, sort of climbing up the walls, you know, looking for something to do musically, and I get this call, and it's like, you know, hey, kid, how you doing? I'm like, uh, fine, who the hell is this? You know, it's not like <laughs> some of you, like, uh, you know, somebody with a scruffy voice calls you, you know, you're, you're not exactly like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know? Right. <laughs> so I, he, didn't even, he didn't introduce himself, you know, so I just said, said hey, uh, you got a, uh, a great sound. I'm listening to some of the stuff up here. And then suddenly it set in, and I was just like, 
What did I? Okay. Uh, I hope I didn't say anything stupid. I can't remember if I did I say anything stupid. So he just said, you know, what are you doing tomorrow? You want to come by the house? And I was like, absolutely, sure. What time? You know, and uh, you know, he said, oh, about 2 o'clock. And I kid you not, I mean, I was ready to go right that second. You know what I mean? It's just you know, mm-hmm. sort of like, okay, cool. So I, I get up there, and, uh, he, you know, he, he plays me a melody, which is beautiful and simple, like Clint. I always think that Clint is like sort of the Miles Davis of filmmakers. You know, and I'll tell you a bit more about why I think uh, after I finish uh, my meet telling you how I met him and everything. But so he plays this beautiful little melody on the piano, and he goes, all right, kid, take a shot at it. So, you know, I just I played it by myself, solo, at his house. And uh, he said, okay, that's fantastic. You want to come back tomorrow? And, you know, I said, no, sorry, man, i got to get my nails done. <laughs> of course I'll be back tomorrow. You know? But, uh, so, so um, you know, I, I went back there for, for about a month, you know, but, um, but you know, my, my sort of, after that, that, that tape, you know, I, I, I sort of was in such a zone that I went to sit down and I almost sat in his lap because he was sitting in the couch right behind me. And it was like, you know, it was like the old man in Gran Torino, you know, the face mm-hmm. of the get off my lawn, you know, it was, it, was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was like, get off my lap, you know what I mean? So it was, you know, it was sort of an interesting way to, to, to have my first, uh, you know, sort of meeting with him. But, uh, you know, and then I went on to work on uh, Invictus which was, uh, you know, the Nelson Mandela biopic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then just, just right before I left on the cruise, uh, I did something with him for the, his next movie. And, and, you know, he actually asked me to be on camera, too, which is sort of a trip. Because, uh, you know, I have about as, as much acting skills as, you know, LeBron James does accounting skills. You know, oh, I mean, wow. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, you know, I was like, Clint, I don't know what to do. He goes, just stand there. You'll be fine. You know, I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> So, you know, it's going to be a little movie about the uh, Jersey Boys, Frankie Valley's, uh, you know, oh. group and all that stuff. So, it, you know, it should be fun. And, and they actually called me to do something again, but that was when I was on the ship. So, you know, I, I think I'm going to be doing a bit more uh, with him coming up. And, 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 you know, the cool thing about Flint is that we were shooting in this hotel here uh, in downtown L.A. called the Biltmore uh, Hotel. And, you know, shooting a movie, I mean, compared to, like, making a record, I mean, making a record is, is like a walk in the park. I mean, we shot one scene, and I got there at one in the afternoon, and I left at four at night. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was like a, it was it was a you know 15 hour day, right? And and Clint is 83 years old, and he was ready to go when it, you know he still would have kept going if it wasn't for I guess you know some sort of SAG after rules or something like you can, you know, there's a certain amount of hours you can do in the day before it becomes a real hassle. But but so you know in that period there was like a wardrobe change. And so I was sitting with him, and I said, "What do you, you know, I, uh, right around here, and there's a jazz band in there. I know some of the guys. So he just goes, all right, let's go. So I went and sat in with the jazz band, and when we walked in, there were, like, three people in the bar. And then by the time we left, it was like when Justin Bieber goes to Tokyo, and he's just getting mobbed, <laughs> you know? Wow. And, and it was, you know, it was just, and the thing about it is, you know, he did, he's so unfazed by all that stuff. I mean, I had gone out with him a few times at when we were working and gone out to like, you know, eat dinner in LA and, and the paparazzi, we were walking out one time and it was like the paparazzi came out of the ground, you know what I mean? And, and it's mm. so crazy, but you know, he's completely unfazed by all that. And just, you know, he'll, he'll shake anybody's hand and he doesn't think he's too cool for school at all, you know? And he, and quite frankly, he's way too cool for not just school, but just about anything, you know? And, 
and at 83 years old to see him still have that zest for life, and 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 not only that, but, but the, you know the zest to put out you know movies that are void of pyrotechnics, void of you know the the, the token girl dancing around in her bra, but to tell mm-hmm. a great story in 2013 is a real rarity. So I mean, I hope he lives to be 183 or 283 because I think he's the greatest asset that we have in American filmmaking today because he, he, he tells stories. You know, there, there's just no need for a bomb to go off, you know, because someone's getting coffee, you know, like in a lot of gratuitous movies now, you know? So, right. But, but you know, I think he's, I, 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 I'd say that, you know, the, the Miles Davis simplicity thing, you know, he's the Miles Davis of, of, of uh, directors is because I went, you know, when I was on the set with him, he, you know how, you know, you hear about on the movie sets, so I was like, okay, action. He doesn't do that, and he doesn't. He doesn't uh. say, "Stop." He just everybody's in place, and he he just puts his hand out, like almost like letting a bird go, and that's his way to say action. So he creates mm. this environment where you're completely under no pressure to do. You know, it's kind of like he hires people, and he trusts them. He doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. feel the need to to be an egomaniac, and I think a lot of that is you know, experience, but I think it's also just inherent in him. I mean, he's always been, you know, one of the coolest customers around, you know, so. But wow. yeah, it's and one you, of the real, the real pleasures of my life to, to, to work with him. Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. And you have your first acting role coming up. That's going to be cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you call it acting. It would just more be like me being me. You know what I mean? I, I'm yeah. sort of like a, you know, a, Maybe maybe it'll catch on and I'll become Robert De Niro and just be me in all the movies like he is, but I kind of <laughs> doubt it. You know, I really I really highly doubt that. You know. <laughs> well, well, you know, I wanted to ask you too with all of these opportunities that you've been given and and, and has received. Uh, do you think that being on the West Coast was advantageous to your career versus if you'd have stayed in Boston? Uh, you know, on the East Coast. Uh, I think. I think the mindset out out here is is different than in than in New York. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. New York, as far as the music scene goes, um, I think there's a lot there's a lot more. Um, what's the right way to put this? I think there's a lot more like like it's a lot more like a Bob Dylan song. You know what I mean? It, it, it just sort of, you know, here's I'm just living my life and going through. You know what I mean? And 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 it's almost like. A lot of the musicians I know out there, they sort of, you know, they like that lifestyle. And I, and I realized at a certain age for me that, that that wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted, you know, A. And B, I'd nev- I knew that one thing for sure when I finished college, that I never wanted to have another job besides mm. Los Angeles is kind of the only, you know, game around for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In the sense of you can hop into a city and there's, there's, you know, I mean, I played my first year in L.A., I played 100 weddings. Now there's 52 wow. weeks in a year, so that's you know that's that's two weddings a weekend, and I mean by the end of it I've gotten so sick of you know playing you know September by Earth Wind and Fire I never wanted to hear it again you know <laughs> or like you know and you could predict the exact moment when I I call it I I I have this saying that at every wedding there's a point where someone does the businessman's overbite which is like you know when he's sort of dancing in the wrong tempo and bite and he's you know like biting his bottom <laughs> lip and just you know like dance dancing just Horribly, and I could predict after all those weddings, I knew that it was going to come on during John Bon Jovi living on a prayer every single mm. time. You know? That's when I knew it was time for me to move on from weddings. 
you know, <laughs> that's when I that's when I knew it was time to take a break from that. So, but you know, it, it, it was. I think that also, you know, people out here have a have a a business sense that's different based on the fact that there is an industry out here that mm. exists and shows you those possibilities on a kind of on a daily basis. You know what I mean? And, and, and sure, there are some, there are some shysters out here, but you know, there's, there are shysters in Boise, Idaho as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I find it to be, and it's also a city that runs 365 days a year. Like when I was in Boston, there were four months out of the year where not only did no music happen, but like, you know, nobody went outside because it was so cold, right. you know? And, and I thought, you know, I'm already sleeping away a third of my life. Now, do I want to, like, not do anything for the other third of my life, too? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just be sort of dealing with the weather. So, you know, sort of, a, and because I'm a California, California boy originally, it just seems, you know, like it, it made perfect sense, you know? But certainly, it's certainly the opportunities out here for what I want to do don't exist in New York at all. Oh yeah, yeah, totally different. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next song, "My Funny Valentine." This is a classic um, song. Why did you want to record this one? Well, you know, I just sort of, I, I what it's, it's. This is all part of like the next uh, project that I'm going to do, uh, which is going to be kind of all. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to sort of make like a, 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 a you know, something that would be similar to like Sinatra's only the lonely record, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is very, you can you listen to it at night. And, and while the, while the songs aren't necessarily about romance or anything like that, you know, they, some, and the, the lyrics could certainly be depressing, but you know, I, I, I think that, you know, my trumpet kind of works nice in that environment um, with, with those types of melodies. So I, I thought, you know, this would be a nice little thing to put out there and, and let people, you know, get a taste of and, and see if they liked it. And, and so far, you know, the response has been pretty good. And I did it at my house. You know, I, I, did, I put up, you know, a few microphones and I had my bass player friend come over. And that's the other thing, too, about, you know, this next, this next project I want to do is that I'm going to do it all at my house on purpose, not because I can't go to a studio or anything like that. But I think if you're going to make an album that you want people to listen to in their home, then what better a place to make it than in your own home? And if it, mm. if it, if it works in your house, you know, I have faith that it, in my own home, I have faith that it will transfer to other people's homes, you know, uh, in the way that I hope, you know. So that's, this is just a little teaser of uh, what I'm going to be up to next. All right. My Funny Valentine from Introducing Gabriel Johnson.
that was Gabriel's version of My Funny Valentine. That is on his debut CD called Introducing Gabriel Johnson. Visit his website at gabrieljohnsonmusic.com. Are you on Twitter, Gabriel? You know, I'm not. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's nothing against people who do Twitter. I just I have that many interesting things to say. You know what I mean? It, uh, <laughs> I just, you know, like, I, I, and that's, yeah, that's, that's basically all I have to say about it. Because I, I just, I don't know. I just, and also, it's hard. I have a hard time being around, like, people who are always on their cell phones. You know what I mean? And so I, I try to do whatever I can to combat that. Because trust okay. me, in L.A., it's really hard to have, a lot, like, a fluid conversation with somebody. You know, I, yeah. I'm sure it's like that in New York, too. So It's everywhere, you know, yeah. Yeah, and, and so I think, and, and one of the things about music that uh, is, you know, counterintuitive to, to, you know, sharing so many aspects of your life is that, you know, music you have to sit down and, and stop and do nothing when you do it you know what i mean for it to be effective and the most effective you don't have to but but you know what i mean my a lot of my free time is spent sitting around being sort of doing nothing but listening you know what i mean okay. and, and so i think that uh you know I, I hope to encourage that sort of thing and and, and uh for me if i was sitting around tweeting all the time i would i would probably get obsessed with it too that's the other thing you know, mm-hmm. I know myself well enough to know that I, you know, I would like, you know, I just, uh, I saw somebody sent me like a caption of a post that Will Ferrell did on Twitter, and it was like, turn off computer, check Twitter, turn off computer, get in bed, pick up phone, check Twitter again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I find that to be like, you know, I'm sure that happens to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, uh, and I, think, me I mean, the internet is a wonderful, wonderful place for, for, for for people to discover music and all that stuff. I mean, it's fantastic. But, I mean, like I said, just on the day-to-day, I I, I, just, I, don't, I don't know if I, I... Also, I can't compete with, like, Kim Kardashian on Twitter. You know, I don't have that booty. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not going to work for me, you know. Oh, my <laughs> but, gosh. But, you know, good for anybody that works for it, you know. So. Yes, yes. Okay, so now you are preparing to hit the road um, to promote uh, the CD. Who's going to be well, in your band? Well, actually, I mean, the CD came out last year, so we did about five months of, of okay. pretty consistent stuff. And then now, when I'm, uh, now I'm, uh, next week, actually, I'm going to start a new record that's uh, hopefully going to come out on Valentine's Day. So and it's going to uh-huh. be all sort of, you know, like I said, romantic stuff that the people will be able to listen to in their home. And it's just going to be me, and I think the majority of it's going to be me, piano, and bass. No drums. So it'll be a okay. very sort of spacious experience. But... You know, in the meantime, uh, like, uh, you know, next, you know, starting in January, I'm going to, you know, get get ready to go out and start playing a bunch of gigs again. But I want to, you know, like I said, uh, give my all till you know, the end of the year to getting the right material together for this album and and doing it. You know, and maybe it'll take two days, you know, because I'm doing it all live, or maybe it'll mm-hmm. take two months. But I wanted to put that time aside so there was no pressure to sort of, you know, do everything in three days and then go out on the road again. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be, uh, I think I'm going to be in New York uh, playing at the Stock Exchange tree lighting ceremony uh, on December the 10th. And, uh, and then I'll be, I'll be ringing the closing bell at the Stock Exchange. I think that's going to happen on the 10th. And then I will be in New York uh, on the 12th uh, playing at this room there called the Metropolitan Room. Does that sound familiar to you? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where I'll be. That, that's 
that's the next time I'll be on your side of the country. And then, um, then uh, I have something spaghettini. Uh, I'm going to start doing uh, consistently stuff spaghettini starting in January, like a you know oh. monthly sort of residency and stuff like that too. So. Good. I was going to ask yeah. you if you've been playing there. So evidently, the um, they talked to you, uh, Laura, and uh, I forgot the, the guy's name, but um, good. Terry, I'm glad that Terry, they. Um, Terry, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that they. Uh, good, good. I'm glad they got you do, you there. That's cool. Yeah, That's yeah, cool. And, and you know, hopefully, you know, uh, and then and then next year. I mean, I've already got, you know, I think Dallas, Kansas City, San Antonio, and uh, you know, because when you're when you decide you're going to put out a record. You know, you kind of have to try to set up. It's like a six-month. Like if I finished the record tomorrow, I probably wouldn't put it out for another five months because you want to set up touring around it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so um, you know, it's sort of a long process. You know, like I just sort of finished the big blitz. You know, doing you know interviews specifically about my record. It came out last September, and I just sort of finished doing that in August. You okay. know, it's a year. It's a year commitment. I mean, it's, it's a great. You know, it's a great commitment to do, but you know, it, it, the planning of all this takes takes lots of calculation. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, um, I am glad that I had the pleasure of meeting you on the cruise and um, hearing your music and your your stories, and you know, having the opportunity to talk to you. I'm grateful that Dave, um, you know, booked you guys as just made it all the better. So thank you so much, um, you oh, know, well, for giving you. Mike and I the opportunity to speak with you. Mike, do you have any more questions for Gabriel? Uh, no, that's it. I like it. Um, you know, I love the music and everything. And like I always did, like, I'm glad to hear another new artist that isn't playing the saxophone. So definitely, <laughs> definitely glad to meet you. So, yeah. Well, and, and yeah, and also I, I am on Facebook. So uh, you can have, send people to facebook.com slash Gabriel Johnson music. That's one place that I'm, I, I, I do put stuff up and it's, it's generally, you know, when I've got, you know, some new music out, cause I, I put up, I put up little like one song things all the time, you know, where people can hear just, you know, I, I like to, I think if you can do one good song nowadays, it's almost as good as doing one great record because it'll stick with people, especially with shuffle on your phone and everything like that. So that's a good place to see what's going on with me on like, you know, a week to week basis. And then I'm 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 pretty active there in the sense of putting up new music. So Okay. And Gabriel is also on Instagram, Gabriel Johnson Music. So follow him on Instagram as well. All right. Well thank you again, Gabriel. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. It's my pleasure and thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I really enjoyed it. And I hope to see you in Spogs, too. So um, I'm in Las Vegas. It's just like a four-hour drive for me. So hopefully I get a chance to see you oh, next year. Oh, I thought you were in New York because of the 646. Oh, no, that's the um, Blog Talk Radio. Um, oh, okay, cool. Oh, prefix. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very cool. All right, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll keep you guys all updated. And, and, and really, thank you for taking the time to, to listen to my music and get to know me because it's, it's people like you guys that, that, that keep us going and keep us wanting to do, you know, more stuff. And, and, and you know, like like I said, no one, I will never think anybody's a fan. I'll always think we're all friends and we're all supportive of one cause. So I appreciate making all of these new friends on the ship and, and going forward meeting all kinds of new friends. So it's, it's really a great experience. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, thank you again. Um, you yeah, have absolutely. a great day, and I look forward to seeing you on the road. Okay. All right. All right. Bye-bye, Gabriel. All right. That was trumpeter Gabriel Johnson. His CD is called Introducing Gabriel Johnson. Visit his website, gabrieljohnsonmusic.com, and on Facebook. All right, Mike, what's going on in your area besides the cold weather? 
Oh, nothing. Well, that's it, just the cold weather and everything. Um, but tonight I know that there's a concert in Annapolis with uh, Archerod Jr. and his special guest, Ann Nesby. Uh, so that's going to be a great show and everything. So I won't be making it out there because, like you said, it's, it's really cold. And I'm trying to keep my butt warm and give you some rest for these next couple of days. And that's it. But if anybody's out that way uh, toward Annapolis, Maryland, Go out there and check out uh, Ann Nesby with uh, Archerod Jr. It should be a great show. Okay. I have been on a concert marathon myself here in Las Vegas on Thursday. I went to see DW3. Awesome. They were so good. Um, last night I saw Hiroshima. Um, they have a new CD called J, J-Town Beat. Um, and we will be talking to them on Tuesday, October 29th, about that CD. And tonight I'm going to see Brian Culberson. So I'm looking forward to oh to um, hanging out and, and uh, seeing Marquel, Marquel, hanging out with them tonight. I'm looking forward to a good, great show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, all right, well, thank you, um, everyone, for listening to the show. Again, check out Gabriel's new CD, uh, debut CD, Gabriel Introducing Gabriel Johnson. Check that out. And follow him on Facebook and uh, visit his website, gabrieljohnsonmusic.com. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.